Hello, hello, and welcome to my reinvented podcast, Taboo, where we talk about all the things people are afraid to talk about. If it makes you uncomfortable, I'm probably going to talk about it. Life's too short for ambiguity. So thanks for listening, and here we go. Good morning. Today's episode is everything you wanted to know and didn't want to know, of course, about birth control. Before I get into all the birth control options out there, let's start with a brief anatomy and physiology lesson. So the way it works is both men and women have this anatomical bone region called the pelvis. For women, it's got this magical womb space, which scientifically consists of our uterus and our ovaries. So when we talk about the menstrual cycle, there's usually two things going on. One timeline is happening in our ovaries and the other timeline is happening in our uterus. The ovaries, which is known as the follicular phase, this one is all about the pituitary gland, a gland in our brain, which sends out FSH to the ovaries. FSH is follicle stimulating hormone. Think of it as the cheerleader, encouraging our ovaries to produce these follicles. While our ovaries are doing their thing, making follicles, our uterus is being dominated by estrogen. Estrogen is the hormone that helps the endometrium grow. What the heck is the endometrium? It's a layer of tissue inside our uterus that thickens up the lining of our uterine wall to help eggs get comfy when we decide, okay, I think I want to have a baby. Cue the entry of LH, our luteinizing hormone. This bad boy is in charge of dropping that egg from our ovaries into our uterus. When there's no sperm to fertilize the egg, or when we're using some form of birth control, fertilization cannot occur. The egg disintegrates as our progesterone levels shoot up, and that thick layer called the endometrium slowly sloughs off and trickles out of our cervix, which is the blood we see during our period. So our period is essentially supposed to be painless bleeding as we gently shed that endometrial layer in our uterus every 28 to 35 days, give or take. But wait, what about birth control? Well, here's the shitty part. Due to high cost of living, male and female commitment issues, younger generations taking time to discover themselves and a myriad of other reasons, a lot of women don't want to get pregnant by the age of 15 anymore. Thank you, evolution. All of these reasons have created the drive of modern researchers to create the perfect birth control. But guess what? It doesn't exist. Science can barely keep up with the mysteries of the female body. Our womb is so highly intuitive and complex that no birth control method has been able to work flawlessly for every female. I mean, think about it. If you put 30 women of different ages and different body shapes with different stressors and activity levels in a room and gave them all the same magical pill, there is no way that they could possibly all react the same way to this pill. It's like trying a diet. Everyone eating the same exact foods every single day will never lose the same amount of weight, gain the same amount of muscle, or metabolize the food the same. That's what makes our human bodies and human experiences so unique. Well, what happens next? You guessed it. Pharmaceutical companies created birth control products that are a one-size-fits-all approach and put them out on the market. And because we women are so poorly educated on our bodies in school and societally, and we are so afraid to get pregnant, we take them. Because the alternative of having a child when we're not ready or in a stable relationship sounds terrifying, quite frankly. 
So what options did Big Pharma give us? I'll go from best to worst for you all. Let's start with the pill, the oldest and most well-studied of all birth control methods. These good old pills have been around for about 60 years. According to a 2019 report by the United Nations, about 151 million women between the ages of 15 and 49 years old around the world are taking some daily form of birth control pills. There are over 200 different brands and generic forms of birth control pills. So how on earth are you supposed to find the one that's right for you? Chances are when you got on birth control, it went something like this. You made an appointment for a GYN. You walked into the GYN office. You told them you were sexually active or having a bunch of side effects and irregular periods. And the provider who saw you that day inserted a pill name and told you, this sounds like a good fit for you. You should try it. But how could that provider possibly know which pill works best for you? As healthcare providers, we're humans, not robots. I know I can barely name more than 15 brands of birth control pills. What I can tell you is that it is definitely not a one-size-fits-all approach. Birth control pills work in several ways. They stop or reduce our ovulation, which means we can't release that egg when it's time. They thicken our cervical mucus so that it's harder for sperm to enter our uterus. Side note, the cervix is that little hole that dilates when a woman is giving birth. That's where the baby comes out in a normal vaginal pregnancy. And the last way they work is by thinning out that endometrial layer in our uterus so that it's harder for an egg that gets fertilized to attach itself there and sustain a healthy pregnancy. All birth control pills work in cycles. There are two main types of pills. One set is progestin only, and the other is a combination of estrogen and progestin. If every week your packet of pills has the same color pills except for the week you get your period, that means every day you're taking in the same amount of some combination of estrogen and progestin or progestin only. If every week your pills are a different color, that means every week the hormone levels change a little bit. So you might be thinking, well, that sounds great. What's the problem? Dr. Felice Gersh explained this beautifully in an article about birth control. Instead of containing natural hormones like the ones our body makes, they're synthetic versions of endogenous estradiol and progesterone, and Mother Nature has never seen these at any time in our human evolution. In a sense, these synthetic hormones are endocrine disruptors, chemicals that can be thought of as pseudo-hormones or fake hormones. They can do a few of the same things that hormones do, like attaching to their receptors, like a key fitting into a lock, but they don't necessarily open the door or open it fully. The end result is a different outcome. It's like substituting diesel fuel in your Mercedes that requires supreme gas. It may pour into the tank, but when you step on the gas pedal, you're going to get a different outcome. Some women who likely already have hormone imbalances do fine with birth control pills. At least that's what we think. If you get on birth control because you aren't getting your period every month, your body is screaming at you that your hormones are out of balance. An excellent book called In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti explains that periods are our body's fifth vital sign. If your period doesn't come every month, this is your body letting you know something is wrong. 
but this magical birth control pill gives you a period every month now. So you slapped a bandaid on the problem and said, yay, I fixed it. I have a period now. Everything's fine. For other women, the symptoms of birth control are terrible. Nausea, IBS, vaginal dryness, weight gain, weight loss, breast tenderness, mood changes, low sex drive, irregular bleeding, either too little or too much or it doesn't stop. And these are just the short-term effects. Long-term, we know that if you take progestin-only pills, lack of estrogen can lead to things like weak bones, also known as osteoporosis. It can also lead to poor vaginal health, heart disease, insulin resistance, and a plethora of other problems. So women come in, complain of side effects, we switch them to a different pill, and we hope it works better for them. Science does not know more than our own body. Doctors and healthcare workers do not know better than our own bodies. If you have severe cramps, bloating, breast pain, back pain, you don't get your period for three to four months, you have a few drops of spotting or tons of thick blood clots during your period, these are all signs that your hormones are not balanced. Instead of reaching for Advil, Tylenol, Aleve, and synthetic hormones, what we should be taught is how to listen to our bodies how to react to these signs. What do these signs mean? And most importantly, what should we be doing to fix them? The next most popular birth control is the IUD. There are five quote unquote FDA approved IUDs available in the US and they fit into two categories. All of the IUDs except Paragard, the copper IUD, have hormones in them that work similar to birth control pills. One of the awesome things that are marketed on IUDs is the fact that they last for several years. I mean, think about it though. You're inserting a foreign body, a little T-shaped device into your uterus, the home of all your female intuition for anywhere from three to 12 years without taking it out. That sounds really normal and natural, right? Whenever women come in and tell me they got the copper IUD because it has no hormones, I cringe inside. The copper IUD works in its own unique way. The copper little T inside the uterus slowly releases copper ions, which create a foreign body response. This explanation I'm gonna read you is from a website called helloclue.com, and I think it's a fantastic description. They say, what exactly is a foreign body reaction? It may sound serious, but it's actually a process that keeps bodies healthy. And in this case, it works to prevent pregnancy. When a foreign object is inserted into the human body, the body responds by causing inflammation in the area. Think about getting a splinter stuck in your finger. Your finger swells as your body tries to evict the invading splinter. Thanks, body. Yeah, thanks, body, for telling me to take this copper foreign body out of my vagina and stop creating inflammation in my uterus. That sounds like a really natural way to prevent pregnancy and mess with my reproductive organs in the future. IUD side effects are about the same as birth control pills though. Headaches, acne, irregular bleeding, which is supposedly self-regulating after six months, breast tenderness, period cramps, moodiness, the usual. Next up, we've got Nexplanon, that tiny little plastic rod that we pop into women's biceps and stays there for up to three years. Side note, have you ever had a friend or heard a story about someone who had to search for that implant in their bodies because one day they just didn't feel it there anymore? Yikes. 
Nexplanon or Implanon, they're the same thing. It's a progestin-only hormone. Assuming it was placed correctly and it doesn't move, it's impossible to get pregnant on it. It causes major bleeding abnormalities because you're only getting progestin. So naturally, girls come running back to the clinic when they're now bleeding for three to four weeks straight, or they just stop bleeding altogether. The rest of the side effects are the standard birth control side effects. The last one I'm going to talk about is the worst one of them all, Depo-Provera. Depo is the injectable birth control that is typically given every three months at a healthcare clinic. For some reason, this is the most common one at the clinic I used to work at in Queens. I can only assume it was due to convenience. No pill to remember to take, no foreign body stuck inside your body. But man, this is the worst one. We basically dump a huge amount of progestin into the body in two seconds. The most common side effect of this shot is about five pounds of weight gain per injection. So if you're getting an injection every three months, that's four injections per year. That's an average weight gain of about 20 pounds per year. I noticed this trend immediately in my returning ladies, and once they increased 10 pounds, I tried my best to deter them from using this. As if the weight gain isn't bad enough, it also causes increased facial and body hair, acne, depression, headaches, increased appetite, hence the weight gain, and just like Nexplanon, crazy bleeding changes. What is also not advertised for Depo is that once you stop it, it can take up to one year to regain your fertility. So thinking about whether or not you want kids anytime soon is something to consider with this one. But with pills and IUDs readily available, anything is better than Depo. I will say of the thousands of women I saw, if you are a particularly thin person, you've always been small, you have light periods naturally, and you struggle with gaining weight, Depo might be a good option for you. For these kinds of girls, it seemed to have minimal side effects. Otherwise, look the other way. So after hearing all this, you may be wondering, well, shit, now what? The truth is, the best thing you can do for your body is learn how to listen to her. Listen to her signs. Tune in to what your body is telling you. I'm sure in 50 years, all the data will come out about the long-term effects of all these birth control methods. But IUDs and implants and depot shots are too new right now to have overwhelming data to support their removal from the pharmaceutical market. I don't know about you, but I did not want to be a guinea pig in this global experiment. I started tuning into my body's symptoms, terrible cramps, heavy bleeding, heavy clotting, and got on birth control. After a few years, I had no sex drive, severe vaginal dryness, a few drops of blood every month, which counted as a mere period, and 10 pounds of weight gain. My body was screaming at me to get off of birth control. I went on Google, read clinical trial data, read research on PubMed, and decided to let my body self-regulate. It took a full year for me to have a normal symptom-free period again. I incorporated a variety of fruits and vegetables into my diet, I stopped running every day and listened to what my body was asking me for. Gentle yoga, long walks in the morning, easy weightlifting. Instead of doing crazy high-intensity interval training and running 15 miles whenever I could. Now, I get my period every month, around the same week, around the same time. My period cramps are gone. My bloating has disappeared. I have minimal fluid retention. The vaginal dryness resolved. My sex drive came back and my body feels really good. Heck, I feel really good. And to me, that's what's most important. We should be celebrating being female. 
We should be celebrating our bodies. We should be talking about the crazy shit that has happened to us and people we know on birth control. We should be sharing our experiences with one another. We should be able to function in the workplace or just regular society when we have our periods instead of being debilitated, bent over in a bathroom, popping a leave every six hours. We should be able to understand that our bodies need a period every month. We need our hormones to step up and regulate our cycles. Everything is so connected. Why do you think when you have your period, you get angry, irritable, and everything makes you want to scream or cry? Think about how closely our mind is to our womb. If you've been waiting for a sign or weren't sure what to do, I hope this gave you some background information. I also wanted to add, we are so connected that if you're with the same females over and over again, you will synchronize your period with that person. How wild is that? That is beyond anything science can explain. So food for thought. I'm not saying drop all birth control. I'm not saying don't use any protection and end up pregnant. I'm just saying think about these things. If this was a sign, if this is something you've been contemplating, if you weren't sure what to do or where to go next, I hope this helped you and gave you a little bit more information. If you have questions, comments, feedback, positive or negative, I'm always open to hear it. Please feel free to DM me on Instagram at Chris Alec. So if you're still listening, thank you. Stay tuned for some raw, honest, real conversations. And thank you for joining me on this journey. Stay tuned for the next episode. And please like, rate, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Have a wonderful day or night, wherever you may be. Sending you so much love, Kristen.